on the rush hour. Goes to Jackson Trengo. He can actually have a shot on goal if he wants. And as easy as you like, he kicks the first goal. It's Port Adelaide's Jackson Trengo for Comwire IT. Complete IT support and cloud solutions business. Yeah, the big man is one of our very own and he joins us right now. Jacko, welcome to the rush hour. Thanks for having me again, boys. Jacko. Fair to say it's been an eventful week, mate. Uh, We best talk about what happened at the Mosley. Here we go. Come on, Jacko. We can laugh about it now, Jacko, we can. But um, Mm. it's been a bit of a stressful week, I would think, for you. Um, Just talk us through what took place down there. Uh, You're out, obviously, having a celebration and not breaking any rules, of course, from a club perspective. And then you find yourself, you go to the rescue of somebody else and you're probably very lucky that you didn't sustain any worse injuries than you did with your shiner. Yeah, spot on, boys. I mean, it's one of those situations you you obviously don't want to you know, get yourself in and, uh, you know, it's all been reported what obviously went down um, down there and, you know, to, to my defence, I was, uh, you know, thinking that I was doing the right thing and, and uh, you know, I, I think I was doing the right thing and, and get myself in a situation which obviously I was down there, um, you know, friends 21st was with, um, you know, all my family down there, I had my daughter's christening the next day and, um, you know, it wasn't late at night and it was, it was uh, you know, just one of those things that happens but, um, you know, you don't wish anyone would uh, would get into that situation because it's not, uh, not nice to be in. And Jacko, uh, you'd hope if it was your daughter or your wife, someone else would uh, would do the same thing as uh, as what you did. Would stick up for 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 a young female. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, I've sort of questioned myself a little bit about um, you know what I did and whether I did the right thing. And you know, I've got uh, the club support behind me about what I what I did was you know 100 percent correct. And mm. as as you just mentioned, if it was my little daughter, uh, you know, when she's grown up in, in the same situation, I'd hope someone would have. Um, you know, done the same thing as, as what I have. I think, you know, I've learned a lot over the last couple yep. of years of, you know, matured into a, a man about, um, you know, the things that happen out, uh, you know, in town. And, you know, I'm just grateful that, uh, you know, nothing bad happened. It was, yep. it was probably a little bit, um, you know, interesting the way that uh, it all sort of panned out with um, everyone jumping to a bit of conclusion before it even, um, you know, the evidence even come out about what, what had happened. Uh, you well, know, Jack, I can the... tell you, mate, and I had this question for you next, that uh, welcome to the world of being guilty until proven innocent as an AFL player when anything goes down mm. that you're involved in. That, that That's yeah. the setting, isn't it? Yeah, that's the, that's the as you mentioned, that's the interesting part that I probably found pretty hard to deal with, you know. Um, I don't think anyone realises what the you know what AFL players' families go through, and it's probably not the actual player themselves. I mean, we're mm. big, big men and we can handle this the situation, but it's the families that are sitting back and you know, watching their sons or their partners, uh, you know, get put into a situation when it wasn't even um, anything like what what had happened. Um, you know, it's, it's hard, but um, that's, that's the world we live in, as you did mention. And, Jacko, the other one is, and, and according to, I can answer this from a public point of view, but it shouldn't be as an ex-player. You're an AFL player 100% of the time, which is wrong in my eyes because you're Jackson Trengove, the man, the family man, mm. the friend mm. that night at that point in time. You're not Jackson Trengove, the Port Adelaide player, yet, for whatever reason, the media and the public don't want to separate the two anymore. No, that's yeah, that's where the you know where the whole game's changed. We've we've come forward in the game, and you know players are earning a lot more money, and we're more um, you know accessible to you know the public and the media and and everything that goes on out there. But you know, as I mentioned, it was you know it wasn't late at night. It was a, a family function that I was at, and uh, you know if you, if you had to do it, do it again, you, you definitely would. I'm, I'm, I was doing the right thing as as mentioned, and. That's why I think the the club support's been, you know, second to none. The way that they've handled the situation, they obviously needed to through the um, due course with with the police and, and answer everything that needed to be answered. But the way they've handled it and backed me in has been, um, you know, 
pretty pleasing from from my point of view to know that the, the club's got got my back in these situations. Probably had too much experience. His mate, little baby Jars, had his little brush early on in the preseason. You've had that now. Um, what is the protocol, Jacko? Can you share from a player's point of view when something happens like this? Uh, how soon you get in touch with your club? Because as a rule, you need to go to your club because they're the ones that can really help you. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, it was um, I, as soon as the incident happened, I, I got out of there um, straight away, yeah. went home and put a bit of ice on my face because I was a little bit worried about my daughter's christening, having a big shiner for that one. <laughs> yeah. So uh, went went home, did all that. In the, first thing in the morning when I got up, um, just give uh, Kenny a, a call and, and CD, um, our, our boss, a call just to make sure they were aware of the situation and then... Um, you know, it wasn't until Monday that we that we went in there and, and had a chat, and I obviously spoke to the leadership group that, that I'm a part of about what um, actually happened down there. Um, they backed me in, and then from then, it obviously didn't go. You know how the actual event went at the start, but then um, towards that uh, Monday afternoon, obviously yeah. it all came out, and it was all dealt with with the police and the club, and and that was it. Wouldn't expect anything less from you, Jack. Our last one, would you do it again? I mean, if, as you mentioned at the start, if it was if it was my daughter or my partner that was that was there and in trouble. Um, yeah, you know, I probably would do the same thing. And you know, you don't you don't want to get a shine, or you don't want to get uh, you know your hit. But um, you know, uh, I'd i think twice about it, but I definitely would um, no. do it again. No, good on you, mate. Well, um... Are you ready to get an inside look at crime from someone who has investigated some of Australia's worst crimes? It was like Aladdin's cave. The luminol found bloodied footprints and bloodied handprints on a wall. So it's yeah. just like a horror movie. Former homicide detective Gary Jubilin sits down with cops, crims, addicts, victims, small-time cheats and big-town lawyers as they tell their incredible stories. My house got raided. Next thing you know, I got bail refused. Next thing you know, I'm on a truck yeah. to Parkley Prison. Listen to I Catch Killers early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.